Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Berlin Wall, part one. So grab your escape plan. And let's get civical. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Wallentowski. And it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute since we've chatted. We took a break. It's so true. We took our summer break, which is is a break that we'd never planned for. No, but we've now done, we've now done it twice. We've done it twice yeah. in the same week. But, Which was not planned. No, not not <laughs> planned. But now, but now, nicely, uh, a nice coincidence. Seems like we're trying to be consistent, um, <laughs> and 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 we are. We always want to be consistent. Yeah. But it's also just we are creatures of habit, and for some reason, the first week of August, we just can't get it together. No. To the point where we say, all right, we're taking a break. We'll do a break. We'll do a break. Because it's not it's not around a holiday. We could do because we do do a break around Christmas, New Year's. Yes. But we could do July 4th and just call it a July 4th holiday. But we don't do that. We always we we, don't do that. We make it through. We do a fun fourth of July thing. And then about a month later, we're like, I I don't know about you, but I am (laughs) I am falling apart. Arden was literally, we don't have to get into it, but Arden was literally facing a crisis. We were supposed to record the next day and she, she texts me like three, two minute long voice memos. Did they, wait, did they all go through? They all, of course, I listened to it from start to finish. I listened to every single voice memo and she's talking about this, you know, crisis, you know, not life threatening, but, but crisis she's dealing with that is going to make her unavailable to record on the day that we were supposed to record. And she was like, you know, I could do it over this. I could do it over that. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. 
you are in the middle of a crisis. How about we take the week off? Oh, my God. Wait, can I tell you the best part about these voice memos that you you do not know yet is that I was literally on the pooper. Oh, you're you're on the toilet. I was on the toilet in a La Quinta Quinta hotel. I love it. I love it. By the, like, the La Quinta hotel by the Pittsburgh airport. Hell yeah. I was literally sitting on on the the throne in your kingdom. Yes, in a La Quinta. And I was like, (laughs) I literally just, I went to go text you, actually, like, you know, words, not voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't even you fathom didn't have it in doing you. this right now. And I was, I pulled a, a good friend of ours lives by voice memos, and I was like, swipe up, record, <laughs> Lizzie. I I need your guidance and help, L- Lizzie. I, I I could do this. I I'm sorry. Like you're apologizing to me, and I'm just sitting there listening to this. It was also like 11:30 <sighs> at night. It was, and I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, Arden. Do- <laughs> Do you not, have we never met before? In what world would I be like, ugh, I can't believe you won't, like, prioritize recording this podcast over your very real crisis that you are still, that was not resolved by no. this point. No, no, no. It had, had yet to be. It was a truly a nightmare. Like, oh, my God. No, 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 no. Oh, so good. You were so good. And you handled the rerun. Oh, my God. Yeah. My saving grace. If anybody needs yes. a savior, it's not Jesus Christ. It's Lizzie the Rock Stewart. It's me. It's me. I'm here. So all that to say, we took a week off accidentally, but we, you know, everybody needs a little break. And now we're back. So Arden has gone to a hundred cities and <laughs> over the span of a month, it seems. I got engaged. It's so We've true. had life happen to us, you guys. Kyle boyfriend is now Kyle fiance. So, uh, thank goodness we that's like it. him. And thank God. I mean, thank God. How awkward. <laughs> so we've been living a life mm-hmm. while we've been away from you. It's true. And my birthday is in two days from this recording. So actually, when this airs, my birthday will have been yesterday. And I, I can't think of a more celebratory, <laughs> celebratory episode than the Berlin Wall. <laughs> part one. Which, part one. Part one. Bur- Berlin Wall part one, which this was, ah. you know, this was supposed to air last week, but of course we took the week off. Yeah. But it's now become my birthday episode. I've seen the Berlin Wall. Me the, too. What, what remains. The, what remains of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Yes. Me too. And been to Berlin, yes. which I love Berlin. Shout love out to Berlin. the entire city of Berlin. Yes. Amazing city. Amazing city. It's so, talk about like a cookie cutter city. I mean, just like neighborhood to neighborhood is so yeah. different. and So, so uh, different. Uh, yeah. Really, really fun. I've been there Twice, two or three times now? I can't remember. But yeah, really fun. Love Berlin. Mm-hmm. And the anniversary of the Berlin Wall coming up, like being erected, is this month. So yeah. we thought we would address it. Because while it's not obviously in the United States, the Berlin Wall is something that we all learn about in our in our history classes, yeah. it's 
it's our shared history for some reason globally. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for some reason, for obvious reasons. Yeah. And I think oh. it's important to talk about. So, honey. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the Berlin Wall. She's a part of the Cold War. We all, uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure at some point, have heard Ronald Reagan and his famous mm. plea to Mr. Gorbachev, which we will yes. deal with in Berlin Wall Part 2. Part two. We're not gonna say it now. We're not, we're not gonna, gonna say, say it now. now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make you hold on to it. Um, yeah. But right now we're gonna do Berlin Wall Part One, which is basically what is she? Why yes. a wall? Like why, why was that necessary? What led to her? How was she constructed? Because mm-hmm. there were. I mean, I there were. I feel like we all have various pieces of information about the Berlin Wall, East and West Germany border. You couldn't cross it. Super illegal. Right. right. But I also, there were things about it that I didn't know that I was like, oh, yeah, that would be absolutely frightening or, you know. So we're going to talk about the Berlin Wall and how it was constructed and why. And then in this second part of this episode, we'll talk about why she was taken down and why. Why, why, why? Why, why, why? This is a Berlin Wall extravaganza, honey. Well, before we jump in, should we talk about the sources for today? Yes. So today's sources are coming from history.com. Love. Yeah, tried and true. An article uh, in time.com, Time Magazine, basically, by Albinko Hasek. Mm-hmm. Some information from USC News, an article by Susan Bell, and an article in The Guardian by Kate Conley. I love it. I love when we have little news sources. Those are always fun. Good articles. Okay, great. Let's do it. Let's talk about what is she? What is the Berlin Wall? For those of you who are like, I kind of know what it is, but I don't really know the whole thing. Well, here she is. Here she is. On August 13th, 1961, the communist government of the German Democratic Republic GDR, or East Germany, began to build a barbed wire and concrete, oh my God, did you give me German to say? I did. And I was trying to, I was trying to figure out, I think it's anti, because a lot of it's English, anti-fastischer. I think it's anti-fastischer. Yeah. Anti-fastischer. Schutzwall. Yeah. anti I, I love German. Anti-fascistischer Schutzwall. Yeah, exactly. Or Perfect. anti-fascist bulwark. Very literal. Literal. Between East and West Berlin. So it's a wall yeah. for anti-fascists. To keep Keeping, out anti-fascists. Keep the anti-fascists out. Yes. The official purpose of this Berlin Wall was to keep so-called Western fascists from entering East Germany and undermining the socialist state. But it primarily served the objective of stemming mass defections from East to West. So to put it to put it simply, East, not so good. West, good <laughs> is how I always like learned it in school. <laughs> That's how I learned it in school as well. And, and, and I think, I mean, I guess you could say that's a very like Western approach to the East West yes. divide because it's not necessarily that the East was bad. It's that it was the communist side and like the people weren't bad. It was just that that was the part that was given to 
the communist bloc, basically. Mm-hmm. And so it was very poor and had no money. Meanwhile, the Western side, you know, ha- had was more affluent, but they had, you know, the East people were basically suffering and had no way to get to the West. Right. And the, neither one of the people on either side could visit their relatives on, on the other side of the wall without going through a lot of rigmarole. So, yeah, I, I yeah, that was how I learned it. East good, East bad, West good. But then yeah. having, now that we're not 10, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that simple. Correct, correct. The Berlin Wall stood until November 9th, 1989, when the head of the East German Communist Party announced that citizens of the GDR could cross the border whenever they pleased. So from 1961 to 1989. It's so long. 28 years. That's how old you are. That is my age. Literally how old Lizzie is. This is perfect. This is, although I am, I'm turning 29, so That's it's okay. almost, it's, but, but not, yes, but not I'm, for I'm two still, days. at this recording, I am still 28 years old. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. That Crazy. is such a long time for this. I can't comprehend. I'm, I mean, I'm 36. That, it's only, the Berlin Wall is only like eight years younger than I am. Yeah. Yikes. It's so yikes, crazy. Yikes. To this day, the Berlin Wall remains one of the most powerful and enduring symbols of the Cold War. And it really does. It really, it really does. does. It really does. Also because it's still flipping there. It is still there. It's it still is there. still there. It is. Yeah. I remember seeing it being like. Yeah. Whoa. I know. Like, like, I mean, it's. There are parts that are like cute now. There's art. It's, oh, you know. Yeah. They've made it's it. It's not like a, a functioning wall. But you're looking at it being like. This used to keep people out. Yeah. And like the, the checkpoint, like the. Oh, yeah, yeah. The like tower the that like guards would watch for people crossing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Very intense. It's intense. It's intense. And you can see like, you know, they've they've destroyed some of the wall, but you can also see like the inside of it and what it was made of. And it's just it's kind of a wild scene. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what led to the actual wall. What led us to this point? Oh, you know, a war. So (laughs) it's just this little thing we call war. Uh, It was a war. So as World War II came to an end in 1945, a pair of allied peace conferences at Yalta and Potsdam determined the fate of Germany's territories. We learned nothing from World War I, where we stuck it to the Germans and then we got World War II. We learned nothing because then in World War, at the end of World War II, we stuck it to the Germans again. And then we got the Berlin the Wall Cold War. and decades of a Cold War. Not all yeah. having to do with Germany, but, you know. Yeah. So they split the defeated nation, Germany, into four allied occupation zones. The eastern part of the country went to the Soviet Union, while the western part went to the United States, Great Britain, and eventually France, which just seems odd. It does seem very odd. Yeah. It also explains if it was ours, not that we would ever like, I don't know. I'm like, what would we have done with it? We wouldn't have made it a state. We can't annex it. Like, that's weird. You know, and I, but I wonder if like that was the idea of like, this will, this will become, but I, I think, 
I would imagine that it was more so like this will be allied control territory until like for for it kind of honestly like what Afghanistan was supposed to be on paper right where it's like we're oh. gonna have control over this until the country itself has Can, rebuilt under democratic values right. and r- right. rule itself right which is kind of what did end up happening to Germany I mean that's a huge simplification of Germany's history post right world war ii right but that is i mean the end product is germany is now a self-governing country once again and there is no no there's nobody controlling parts of germany anymore no 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 so i would imagine that was like the end goal right but you know who knows who knows seems seems like a precarious way to go about it sure i mean i guess everybody was just like if we leave Will the Nazis just simply oh. like take over everything come right back. again? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, valid concern, and and they and and giving three countries who are allied countries what essentially would be like majority control of Germany mm-hmm. seems to be like you know I guess at the time a very understandable thing to do if you wanted yeah. to, to thwart the Nazis, which they did. I think you know what it is for me. It's not necessarily the like allied occupation or like the occupation of Germany post-World yeah. War that is weird to me. It's the splitting of Germany into to, oh, into pieces yes. and yes. having different types of occupation while within the mm-hmm. same. To me, it would have made way more sense and obviously it's because, you know, relations between the effective West and the Soviet Union were not super copacetic. I mean, right. the Soviet Union was fighting for the Allied cause at the end of the war. But, like, like I think we, I mean, so much would have been different had they not split up Germany. It's just such a weird thing to do. It's such a weird thing to do. Because it, it was already... Yeah, it wasn't a, you know, the the U.S. and and um, Great Britain and France were clearly united in a lot of ways, and yes, you're right. The Soviet Union was fighting alongside them at the end of the war, but it was also very clearly not on the same trajectory as the Allied countries. No, so. Yes, it's like one of those one of those compromises that you're like, I understand mm. how you got there. Mm-hmm. Um, just just telling you, probably not your best idea. Not the best one. Not, not the, the best, best idea. So even though Berlin was located entirely within the Soviet Union part of the country, because it sat about a hundred miles from the border between East and Western. Eastern and Western occupation zones, the Yalta and Potsdam agreements split the city into similar sectors. So they've split Germany as a country. (laughs) And then Berlin, even though it was wholly within the Eastern part of the country, they were like, but that's not yours. (laughs) Soviet Union. We're going to split the city like we split the country. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Totally. Trust us. It's going to be fine. It's just like putting a hat on a hat. What are we doing? What are we doing? 
What are we doing? We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So the Soviets took the eastern half like they had in the rest of the country, while the other allies took the western, just like they had in the rest of Germany as a whole country. This four-way occupation of Berlin began in June of 1945. The economy of West Germany, as a result of the help provided by its occupying forces, because remember, so we know we got West Germany controlled by capitalist Mm-hmm. nations or, or countries whose economy are not who are at least not uh, they're not communist countries they're capitalist you know economic economic countries they're helping the areas the territories that they have control over as a result of that help provided by the occupying forces they grew the yeah. opposite occurred in east germany and so now you've got this huge booming part of the western part of germany the western part of uh berlin that's like it's growing post it like yeah. do, you know they like think of the United States post World War II, you know yeah. like big booming economy. That's why they call that generation the boomers. And famously, the Soviet Union at this point was actually doing very poorly, right? Economically, like yes. this was this was destitution left, right, and center. They had yeah. lost a lot of civilians in the war. Like it, it would like. Not a thriving nation. No. 
And like, again, this is my Western upbringing. So like, if you disagree, that's totally fine. But like, for all intents and purposes, you know, I think there's a clear economic disparity between what the Soviet Union was going through at this time versus what the Western allies kind of were going through at this time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So valuable assets were shipped back to the Soviet Union and economic recovery was slow and stagnant with many East Berliners fleeing that situation. Cause they're like Lizzie said, there's no growth They're They're, they're very stagnant. There's nothing happening. A physical barrier between the two sides of Berlin, East and West known as the Berlin wall was built starting in the August of 1961. So they spent what? 16 years basically in this middle ground of like, uh, like this side's doing not so great. This side's doing really well, but this side that's doing not so great can see how well the other side is doing. And that's not good. Like we're going to lose people, you know? And so they just decided to build a wall. Up Up she goes. Up she goes. Up she goes. So let's talk more about East versus West Berlin. The existence of West Berlin, a conspicuously capitalist city deep within communist East Germany, stuck like a bone in the Soviet throat, as Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev put it. The Russians began maneuvering to drive the United States, Britain, and France out of the city for good. I mean, yeah, it's like... Sure. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. In the middle of this territory is like ec- economic prosperity prosperity uh-huh yeah prosperity yeah and and also just like a totally different economic system so it's not even like it's not even just that they're doing better economically it's that it's a whole different ball game structurally totally different structurally totally different and morally totally different yeah totally different set of values In 1948, a Soviet blockade of West Berlin aimed to starve the Western allies out of the city. Instead of retreating, however, the United States and its allies supplied their sectors of the city from the air. Clever. They were so smart. They're like, okay, we'll go over it. (laughs) Right, right, right. It's like that old, like, what is it? The, The bear rhyme the bear nursery rhyme that's like can't go around it can't go yeah. under it let's go over it that's right that's course. right logic yep this effort known as the berlin airlift lasted for more than a year and delivered more than 2.3 million tons of food fuel and other goods to west berlin the soviets called off the blockade in 1949 so they're like okay this isn't working this, this is Okay. Worry, I didn't we're just... they, would, they would go in the sky. No. So gotta figure something else out. Right, because now we're just spending money for nothing. 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 This was this was plan A and it failed. So it now does. we gotta go to plan B. Yeah. After a decade of relative calm, tensions flared again in 1958. For the next three years, the Soviets, emboldened by the successful launch of the Sputnik satellite the year before during the space race and embarrassed by the seemingly endless flow of refugees from east to west, which was nearly like 3 million since the end of the blockade, blustered and made threats while the Allies resisted. So a lot of things happened in 10 years, right? The Soviets are feeling themselves because they got to space first, which Mm -hmm. like, totally fair. Great. But still at the same time, 
they're like people don't want to live in East Berlin. No. Why they're would like, you? No. <laughs> no. The food's no. over there. Right. Follow the food. Right. They have colored clothes, yellows, oranges. We have gray. Gray. I want a little sparkle. And not 50 shades. No. One shade. One Bleak. shade. Summits, conferences, and other negotiations came and went without resolution. Meanwhile, the flood of refugees continued. In June of 1961, some 19,000 people left the GDR through Berlin. The following month, 30,000 fled. In the first 11 days of August, 16,000 East Germans crossed the border into West Berlin. And on August 12th, some 2,400 followed which was the largest number of defectors to ever leave East Germany in a single day. They were like, get me the fuck out of here. They're trying to work this out, but like people are leaving and the Soviets, I guess, thought, you know what? I see only one way to stop this. We got to stop them. A literal physical barrier. Build a wall. So let's talk about the construction of the wall and some of the time af- after the immediate building of the wall. So before the wall was built, Berliners on both sides of the city could move around fairly freely. They crossed east and west, the border between east and west to work, to shop, to go to the theater, into the movies. Trains and subway lines carried passengers back and forth. So there's like a pretty, you know, it's like New York and yeah. Hackensack, like a pretty easy flow of traffic, come and go, yeah. whatever you want. The wall was erected on the night of August 12th, 1961. And this part I did not know, and it's kind of crazy, to isolate the post-war allied Western sectors of the former German capital from Soviet-occupied East Berlin. So they're erecting the wall to separate East and West. This I did not know. The concrete barrier, complete with 300 guard towers at regular intervals, was 96 miles in length and 13 feet high. Though to start with, it comprised temporary barriers of barbed wire coils. The erection date of the 13th of August, 1961, was deliberately chosen because it was a Sunday during the summer holidays. Mm. Over days and weeks, the barbed wire was replaced with vertical concrete slabs reinforced with iron bars and hollowed backs. So they erected it basically like the Sunday of a Labor Day weekend. Yeah, when, when, when people weren't around. Right, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Let's just build it. We'll build it now. Just put up the just put up the barbed wire. We'll fill it in later. We'll fill it in later. Surprise. Just get it up. Get it up. Get it up." Berliners were shocked when they woke up on August thirteenth. The relatively fluid border, which had allowed some sixty thousand East Germans to commute daily to well-paying jobs in the West to visit friends and loved ones, attend soccer matches and concerts, or to go to the theater, was gone. Whichever side of the border one had gone to sleep on on August twelfth was where one was stuck for the next 28 years. That's, that, I mean, there's there's so many crazy things about this, crazy. obviously. But this is one of the most, one of the most crazy things to me, which is like, you. I would think that if I was the Soviets, and obviously the intention is to keep people in and not leaving, that if there was somebody who ha- happened to be in West Berlin, the right. night who would, who would voluntarily go back to their house... In East Berlin, that they would let them. But right, this, right, right. this is why it's so crazy to me is that yeah. there was no 
And vice versa. I would think that, like, if I was one of the, like, the allied nations controlling West Berlin and I had citizens who were trapped yep. in East Berlin, I'd be like, um, diplomacy. Hello? Come, they're coming back to, there are citizens. Right. Let's do a swap. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's, and, and the fact that it was erected overnight. Overnight and they didn't know, they didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell anybody. They didn't give them warning. They were just like, yeah. oh, did you go on a date? And now, sorry, you spent the night, and your entire life is on the other side. Sucks to be you. You can't get back. You can't get back. Nothing was allowed to stand in the way of the wall. Houses on streets such as Bernauerstrasse, where the pavements were in the west, and the backs of the houses were in the east, <laughs> became part of the border construction. The authorities simply ordered the bricking up of front entrances and windows. They were literally were like. Shut your door. We're going to brick it. We're going to brick it. We're going to brick it. We're going to brick yeah. it. That was it. This is where I'm. <laughs> I mean, we did an episode on Roe v. Wade and the whole idea of like there not being an inherent right to privacy in the Constitution. And I'm like, this sounds like some, you know, English soldiers invading your house shit. That like, yeah. yeah, for sure you have a right to privacy because this against the law. Literally, this is yeah. something in the Constitution. Yeah. There are documented cases of people jumping from windows to avoid being locked into their east, into the east in their own homes. They literally were like, get me the fudge out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The wall itself was merely the outer barrier. Behind it was the so-called death strip containing anti-vehicle trenches, beds of nails, and other defense devices. Wherever the boundary ran through water, similar defense mechanisms were put into place to prevent anyone escaping. So they're like, we'll kill you if yeah. you try and cross. Like, this yeah. isn't just you'll a, like, gentle be, suggestion. Or you'll in be injured, we'll mm -hmm. shoot you. Mm -hmm. like, beds of nails? Beds of nails. Beds of nails! Pets of nails. Pets of nails. And I'm like, oh my god. No. At least 138 people lost their lives trying to escape across the wall, but an estimated 5,000 did manage to flee. To flee. So the odds were in your favor if mm -hmm. you tried. Well, yeah. I mean, this is like so unmanageable. Also, oh, yeah. I like would, you? would totally. And I know you're about to read this, but. There was certainly more than 138 people who died. Like, mm -hmm. I bet the Soviets killed people left and right and oh, yeah. didn't say a word. Like, you know. Yeah. It's not like that's documented. Right. Yeah. So, like Lizzie said, the figures of, like, how many people managed to cross and how many people died trying to cross are often disputed. Those who escaped hid in cars, sneaked through border patrol points, crashed tanks through fortifications, swam across the canal, paddled on on a lilo over the river spree or crawled out via tunnels, especially constructed by teams of dedicated volunteers, including would be escapers. So people were like, get me the fuck out of here. Get me out of here. Among the most spectacular crossing was the circus tightrope walker who walked across a disused power line to the West, breaking both arms in the process. Like, <gasps> God damn. What? That's amazing. Yikes. Yikes. Most of those who tried their luck were males with an average age of 25. These people, yeah. these dudes were like, 
I'm not being held back. I got to live my life. Well, I mean, it's also like there's, you know, especially if you're not doing the like, let me hide in a trunk. Otherwise, it is a athletic feat. That's very true. And that's very know, true. Not that like young women aren't as equally as strong as young males, but yeah, I in this time period, most women around that age would were probably either married or with children. Yeah. Um that's very you true. know, because that was societally what was expected. And it's also way harder to be a single woman of 25 starting over her life without yes you know, male protection, like yep. th- that would just put, I mean, even in West Berlin, even in the Western good side, yep. I can't imagine that women were safe to come over by themselves without having some type of male companion because yep. society was not built to let her thrive. Right. So it is not surprising to me that men had the most success and because they also probably were the the larger portion of the population trying to escape that's true that's true absolutely and and we love it and i love when they thrive i really do i love when they thrive and and obviously the berlin wall is no longer standing lizzie and i have both been to berlin have seen the remnants of the berlin wall have pictures of the berlin wall Mm -hmm. um and in next week's episode, we're going to talk about how she came down, why she came down, what happened afterwards. We're going to do yeah. a whole part two. So this was part one, the building part of one. the Berlin Wall. We're not and done, we're honey. Continue. We're going to continue. Just like She's the Berlin Wall continued down. for fucking ever. For 28 years, for my whole life. years, for 100 the miles. Wall. Uh-huh. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But in the meantime of part two, we hope you enjoyed part one. And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.